Freebie Podcast. Hey, welcome back everybody, man. How's everybody been? Man, I hope I hope everybody's been blessed. I hope everybody's been calm and and, and everything's been peaceful in the world. I pray that everybody's healthy and just learning how to cope with the things that are, are going on around us every day, man. We got some some crazy times amongst us, you know. Speaking of which, you know, I I, I caught this um, news article out of Pennsylvania a couple days ago, and it kind of kind of rattled me, you know. I've seen a lot of things, I've heard a lot of things, and and I understand that we can lose our tempers in a moment's notice. And this news article you know, is, is a perfect example of, of how we can just lose control, you know, because we just don't know how to deal with situations. And what it was, was these, these, these neighbors, you know, the footage that I saw was, was the, the actual security footage. And so you had a man and a wife and then a gentleman across the street. Now, as I said, it's in PA, so they're out there and, and, from the footage that I saw from the beginning of the security footage, they were arguing somewhat about the snow, right? So the husband and wife are together. You have the couple, the husband and the wife, and then the gentleman across the street is just a, a single gentleman. So on the video, they were just arguing, and the husband is out in the street, and the wife is up in the front lawn, you know, shoveling snow off the sidewalk and they're arguing and and I don't know again I don't know what caused you know what the origin of the argument was but it was definitely a heated discussion and the husband is out in the middle of the street and he's trying to egg the the homeowner out to the street and he's using every profanity that he can think of to coax the man to come from out of his home so this goes on for about two minutes, and this man is just out there yelling, and the wife is yelling. And next thing you know, right, the man is walking down his driveway, you know, to confront the man in the street. And as he's walking now, the wife puts down her shovel, and she's walking out there towards the street as well. Well, she kind of is one of the first ones to confront the man as he's walking up. Next thing you know, out comes a gun. And he starts shooting at her. She turns around as she gets hit and lays down on her side. And the husband is now kind of running towards the house. So the, the gentleman, the neighbor, is running after him, firing off his pistol. You hear the husband grunt a couple times, knowing that he got hit. And you could see him start to stagger a little bit as he pulls, you know, as he walks up under the awning of, of the, the house and the security camera, so you can't visibly see him anymore, but you can still hear him, and you can see the neighbor walking up on him, shooting in clear, clear picture. You just can't see the husband. So the neighbor turns around, walks back towards his house, and as he's walking past the house, the wife is out in the middle of the street, and she's kind of up on her elbow and um you could tell that she's she's struggling to live and he plugged her a couple more times then goes into his house about 15 seconds later you see a couple of the neighbors come running running out um as the woman is now laying in the street dying she she's not dead yet and you can hear the gurgling of the man underneath the security camera but you can't see him so, you know, the neighbors are running around. You hear some people saying, call 911. Um, neither neither of the two that are shot can speak that I could clearly hear. So then the neighbors kind of ran off a little bit because the man is now coming out of the house with a rifle. He walks down his driveway with the rifle, walks up to the wife laying in the middle of the road that is now struggling to, you know, to live. He plugs her 
execution style in, in the head. Told, you know, and, and while doing that, he told her, you know, you, you should have just shut the fuck up. And then he walked up on the husband under the awning. You can kind of hear the husband murmuring something, but it's inaudible. And then, you know, the guy walks up and plugs the husband. While he's plugging the husband, he's antagonizing him as, as far as, you know, oh, you wanted to call me a pussy. The action that you just did just solidified the fact that you're a pussy because you just shot down two unarmed people. One was willing to fight you, but you didn't take that challenge. You wanted to, to one-up it and, and gun down two unarmed people. So that is, by any standard, an act of cowardice. So that was that was a disturbing a disturbing video for me. I've seen many videos like that, but it's, I guess, maybe just the, the coldness of him coming back out to finish is, is kind of what disturbed me. And as I'm watching it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm studying this man, and, and it's obviously somebody who has a, a lot of issues going on in his life that he just made the determination that he was just done. You know, after he conducted his business with the two individuals, he went back into the house and committed suicide on himself. Again, another act of cowardice. After the video was over, I quickly put blame on the husband. One, for antagonizing a situation that, that, was, that was out of hand. He, he sat in the, in the road for a good two minutes antagonizing this man in front of the whole neighborhood. I mean, this isn't, looked like an upscale neighborhood in, in PA, Pennsylvania. And he sat out there just antagonizing the man, you know, and the wife was was antagonizing herself, you know. And it's like I say, you know, people are under pressure. People are mad. People are confused. They don't know what to believe. They don't know whether to believe the left, whether to believe the right. You have some that don't believe anybody. They don't trust anybody. There's a lot of this going on right now has been going on for a long time, but I think is really, really intensified now with the global pandemic and, and the election and everything that's going on from, from that point moving forward. People are worn down. I'm worn down. I'm beat down. This thing has beat me down. We were so glad that 2019 was gone. I can remember vividly. We're sitting there counting it down, and I'm counting it down from a minute with so, so much passion because 2019 was a, was a tumultuous year. And I just couldn't wait to get rid of that decade and just bring in a whole new, fresh, clean slate, a whole new decade. And then three months later, COVID, lockdown. In your house, lockdown. Put on masks. Everything changed. No sports, no money. You know, people using their whole savings just to survive because a lackadaisy government wants to, to feud, you know, feud over who, whose name wants to be on what and what money is going to be. So there was, there's a lot of pain, a lot of anger. There's been a lot of divorce, a lot of death. The point is, you don't know who's across from you in any situation or what they're going through or what they just went through. You have no idea. And this isn't a time or a situation to be right or to be wrong. There's no, no sense in sitting in the middle of 7-Eleven arguing with somebody that you don't know about who is next in line or who is right or who is wrong, you know? No matter how much you want to, to argue and fight, you know, just we have to take a step back and, and breathe for a minute and be like, man, you know what? It's not even worth it, you know? You're right. You were ahead of me. Go ahead. You know, and it's not about being a chump. It's not about backing down. Nothing like that, because people aren't people aren't fighting anymore. It's not like you just get into a little tussle or an argument or whatever. You know, there's a lot of deep rooted issues going on in America, and it's it's very disturbing. And it's creating a lot of anger in people, and that's what I'm going to talk to you about today's show. You know, the 12 different types of anger so we can understand and we can recognize 
the type of anger that we're dealing with. We, we know how to deal with it. We can understand what those triggers are that triggers that anger. I myself, I have a lot of anger in me and I feel like I have a lot of it pacified, but I know what those triggers are for the most part because, you know, we learn things about ourselves every day. But for the most part, I know what triggers my anger and it's trying to avoid those triggers. You know, the ultimate goal is to not even have to worry about triggers because anything that comes into your into your psyche you're able to deal with right you have full control over yourself this is the ultimate goal to have full control of oneself so that no matter what circumstance you're dealing with right you can have full control over yourself to make the appropriate choice according to the circumstance you know but how hard is that sure we can have full control over you know, at work or things like that. But when we come home and we're dealing with a spouse or a child and, and emotions are involved, you know, do we have full control at that time? So we have 12 types, 12 types of anger. We have behavioral anger. You have chronic anger. You have constructive anger. You have deliberate anger. You have judgmental anger. You have overwhelming anger. You have paranoid anger, passive anger, retaliatory anger, self-inflicted anger, verbal anger, and last but not least, volatile anger. Now, I always tell people that my type of anger is, is like a, a flash anger. Like, I'm cool, 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 and then all of a sudden I snap, and then I'm, I'm just ripping, I'm like the Hulk, and... It does take a lot to get me there, but once I'm there, I kind of flatline there, if that makes sense, right? It's very hard for me to recenter myself once I get there because once I get to that stage of anger, like I've, I've, I'm, my defenses have been completely wore down. And if it's a perpetual thing, if it's a continuous thing, then I, I'll stay in that anger because my defenses never had a chance to build back up. So I don't get angry about too much. Um, people cutting me in line, things like that. I, I have patience for ignorance. You know, I know that the world is ignorant. I guess what, what really, what angers me more than anything is when I feel, when I feel disrespected. And not just disrespected by anybody, because I understand that hardly anybody has respect anymore these days. But when I give somebody my respect, or somebody has my respect, and then they disrespect me, it angers me. I hate to be embarrassed. I don't like to be caught in an embarrassing situation. That angers me. I've been embarrassed my whole life, you know, bullied as a kid. Um, just, just been in so many different embarrassing situations. And I didn't know how to deal with them at that time. And once I learned that I was able to, you know, defend myself rather well, I stopped letting people embarrass me. And although that's wrong, you know, retaliatory anger, which is one of the one of the ones that I'm going to get into. But it was it was a defense mechanism that we ended up that I ended up adhering to to get me out of these embarrassing situations. So we know that anger is often seen as a majority problem in today's world. Anger can lead to people doing things which they would never think themselves even capable of. The biggest problem with anger is that in its most severe forms, it seems to inhibit our self-control, leaving us almost helpless to stop ourselves doing something which we know we shouldn't do. We all get angry from time to time, and we have often good reason to. That in itself isn't a bad thing, but it is not the presence or arrival of anger which causes the problem. It's how we respond to the angry feelings building up inside, which determines whether the anger is problematic or not. So in fact, anger has often helped people to make better decisions because it helps them to identify things which they are no longer prepared to um, accept or tolerate so anger can be a catalyst 
for a real and lasting change. We have anger in us. Anger is something that's God-given. We can't deny it. We can't hide from it. We can't try to suppress it. We have to embrace it like all the other emotions that I talk about. We also have to embrace anger. Some people have more anger than, than others, right? But we have to understand what anger is, why it's there, how we deal with it, how to utilize it. Since we can't run from it, we can't suppress it. It's part of us. We might as well figure out a way how to utilize anger for our benefit in a positive, in a positive way. And that's one of them is realizing, right, that a situation made me angry. So what I need to do is change this situation so it stops making me angry, whatever it is, because I don't want to be angry because when I'm angry, bad things happen. Nothing positive comes from expressing anger. So it's okay to be angry. It's not okay to express that anger in a negative fashion. And that's what we all do every day, myself included. No question about that. So the key to anger management is effectively processing the anger and turning it from something to be feared into, into an ally. So imagine if as soon as you realized you were getting angry about a situation, you were able to choose a course of action which allow you to remain calm while dealing with the issue you were being presented with. So the key to being able to identify your anger lies in being able to identify the type of anger you are facing. There's much more than one type of anger, as I spoke to you about earlier, and it's recognizing which one of those angers am I dealing with. Now, they're going to mesh together, right? And as I go through these, you're going to understand, well, I, I experienced several of those. And they do mesh together, but you have to be able to differentiate which one is which. If you're experiencing three different types of anger in one episode, identify those three types of anger, separate them and understand which, which made you do what, if that makes sense. So my spouse was saying something and it made me lash out and be angry lashing back, but then they made an aggressive move. And that enhanced my anger and, and made me aggressive as well. So it's just realizing the different types of anger and the actions that brought forth each one of those angers. So behavioral anger are people who experience behavioral anger usually confront whatever is making them angry. And it's usually other people. It doesn't matter whether the other person is genuinely doing something wrong or the angry person is just in a bad mood and interpreting everything in the most negative way imaginable. So that's key one, right? Behavioral anger. Am I walking around in an anger and in, in an angry space? Am I just angry? Am I am I is my emotion, my feeling, my overall sentiment, is it just one of anger? Because what that is going to do is you're going to see everything angrily. So the opposing person who may be doing whatever they're doing, they may be doing it in a positive fashion, but you're not going to see it in a positive fashion because your overall sentiment at the time is one of anger. So you have to understand, am I in angry space? Is my behavior showing anger? You have to recognize that. that. And that is the key understanding when dealing with anger. It is not the other person's behavior which is making you angry. It is your interpretation and the subsequent reaction to their behavior, which is the cause of the anger. This confrontation typically begins with some sort of verbal rudeness, and which often escalates into more anger, more violence. And that, again, is the key because we look at somebody doing something and it makes us angry. And now I want to tell this person what you just did made me angry. But the reality of it is no one can do anything to make you angry. You have to allow yourself to become angry. So whatever this person is doing, it's not their fault that you became angry. It is your fault. 
It's your fault that you became angry. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, For every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. And that's the truth. That's the truth. So, your behavioral anger. Recognizing your anger. Recognizing you're in an angry space. Which is allowing you to say and do angry things. Right? Apologize to whoever you offensed. Explain to them, listen, I'm just, I'm just dealing with some issues. Go find you a quiet space somewhere away from people and away from everything that's going to fuel your, your anger even more. And you'll come down. Just start thinking of positive things and you'll come down. And then once you start to come down and you get out of the emotion of anger, then you can kind of self-reflect and analyze a little bit as to why was I in that space? What is it that's in me that's keeping me in this space? So for number two, you have chronic anger, right? And these are people who experience chronic anger are the people who hate the world. They hate everyone in the world. They hate themselves, and they usually just can't even tell you why, right? Those with chronic anger issues are the type of people whom you will just assume are going to be angry, perhaps unfairly, but you don't, you don't want to wait for them to get angry, so you just start out of preparation. You just are expecting this person to be angry about anything that you say, do, so you're, you're automatically prepared for this person's anger. These are the ones that will fly off into temper tantrums at the drop of a hat, and they're just angry all the time. One of the better things about those with chronic anger is that their anger will often disappear as quickly as it had arrived. Chronic anger is a result of low self-esteem, and as such, it is really the other person's issue and not necessarily a problem with the world around them. Of course, right? It can't be the world. It has to be the person. Well, it, it could be a vast majority of, of reasons why it could be a self-esteem issue. Maybe you're just angry because you can't achieve like your brother can or your sister can. Maybe you're, you're, there's expectations by your parents and you know that you're failing those, right? And you're just angry all the time about that. Maybe, maybe you're just not happy with who you are and that creates anger, you know, resentment, anger, um, just again, negative emotions, Right. And negative emotions and negative, just a negative view of life is always going to create anger because you see the bad in everything. So we have to be careful of that. Am I looking at everything negatively? Am I is is when something occurs is my first thought negative. If you need help with that, I suggest that you check out a movie called The Secret. And the power of positivity and positive thinking and that will teach you and it will show you how to change that behavior. Again, it's, it's an instilled behavior. You learned how to be negative. You can learn how to be positive. It takes work. It takes baby steps. Right. It takes effort. Everything we learn as an adult is a lot harder than when we learn it as a child. Because we're set in our ways. But you have to do it. If you're tired of being angry, if you're tired of you know, pushing people away, nobody wanting to come around you, people on eggshells around you all the time, you know, then you have to check yourself. You have to change your mindset. Number three, you have constructive anger. Now, often the result of anger management techniques, these people channel their anger in a constructive manner to get desirable results. It must be remembered that anger isn't always a bad thing, as I was saying earlier. Like all emotions, it exists for a positive reason. It's just that we as humans have evolved our use of anger into a negative sense. We've learned that anger can, can reward us selfishly and momentarily through like a quick feel of a win, um, Whatever, whatever the purpose is of your anger at that time. But we're using it in negative senses for that momentary uh, exhilaration, that momentary feeling of, of release. 
So we have to take that, that anger, be careful of that momentary release, right? As bad as you just want to lash out like, oh my God, I just want to lash out on this person and let this person feel my true wrath, you know? Instead of letting that out, stay in your critical thought process, right? Keep it to the side. Use that anger in a constructive fashion. Just think of sports athletes. You have a lot of athletes that have made it where they are now just through anger. Anger is a childhood, just many, many things in their life that motivated them to use that anger in a positive fashion versus a negative. That is what constructive anger is. When it's channeled correctly and expressed in an appropriate manner, anger can help people to see the importance of an issue. It can come to the realization and, and, and see that corrective action needs to be taken because, again, anger is a passion, right? It is, it is an emotion. When we're passionate about things, we're emotional about things, right? Especially, you know, high-heated things. You know, we, we can become angry in that, in that passion. And it'll make people realize, like, this, this, this dude ain't joking, man. This dude is serious, man, you know? Maybe there's something going on here because dude is really, really for real serious. So, again, it's, it's, it's not trying to suppress the anger. It's not trying to hide from it. But it's taking what you got and turning it into constructive, into something constructive, so that we're not building on negativity and we're not creating negative karma and, and we're just not building a house of negativity. So number four, you have deliberate anger. Now, deliberate anger is a kind of anger that sometimes is referred to as motivational anger. Again, it's going to coincide with the constructive anger. And then you have deliberate anger or referred to as motivational anger. It is often used by managers both in the workplace and more commonly in sports. So... Think of, again, as I was saying earlier about with the, with the sports athletes under number three, constructive anger, about re realizing that you have anger in you and allowing that anger to come out of you in a positive, constructive way. The idea is that when, when your team sees how angry you are, they will be motivated to improve their performance, right? Think of Tom Brady. Anybody misses a pass from Tom Brady, they don't want to go back to the huddle with this dude. They don't. They, they either check out and go to the sideline, and Tom Brady will sit there and gun them down with his eyes till they reach the sideline because he knows how to use that anger to make somebody else step their game up. Again, in the last dance, I don't know if anybody watched that about Michael Jordan, and they were getting on him about being such a prick and an asshole. But again, they didn't understand what he was doing, you know. Yeah, he was angry in practice, and he and he lashed out on the players. But he did it in such a way that he was he was picking these guys up and making them want to perform, just to shut him up and get them off off their back, right? So it's using that anger deliberately and pointed at something constructive and positive. Your, your third attempt on a high jump, the first two were utter fails. Third one, you're angry at yourself. You're pissed off, right? You get your adrenaline going, and you push your way through it. And all of that anger is released because you have nothing to be angry about anymore. Number five, judgmental anger. People who experience judgmental anger often have low self-esteem. And they express their anger by putting other people down in public in an effort to try to make themselves look better, look stronger. Look at me. You know, I'm, I'm belittling this person next to me, right, to make myself look like I'm a, some kind of hero. So, you know, these are the guys, these are the people, judgmental anger, these are the people where they don't really express anger but you know that they're angry, 
right? They're not yelling, they're not ranting, they're not raving, but they say something sharp to you, right? Or uh, they try to belittle you in some, some fashion. Maybe you're at a meeting with your boss, right? And you show your boss up. You know the numbers a little bit better than your boss does in this particular fashion. Your boss may come back and say something snarky that's going to let you know that he's angry. Nobody else in the room is going to know. But you know that he's angry by his response. It could be something that they don't like. It could be something about your weight. Something along those lines where it's, again, it's not... It's not an anger that you wouldn't really kind of recognize as anger unless you know the person that's distributing it and you know that their actions are one of anger. Again, if this is you, you have to check yourself because nobody else is really going to recognize that anger, but you know is there. You know, we know as soon as we're inflicted and we become angry, we know it instantly. We just find ways to try to mask it or we, we just let it go out as soon as we become angry. You know, but the key is, is that, you know, so it's checking that and, and realizing one, what type of anger am I experiencing? And two, what was the trigger of that? So now we have six, which is overwhelming anger. People with overwhelming anger are so wrapped up in their anger that they can't take it anymore. They tend to have real difficulty in expressing their anger and concerns, and instead they just bottle up. Eventually, they can't hold, her in, hold it in any longer, and it has to come out. They often resort to destruction or even physical violence causing harm to themselves or someone else. While those with overwhelming anger can be very frightening, it is important to note, it is important to note that they rarely mean to cause anybody else harm. These are people that are, are really in need and search of counseling. I, again, that, that kind of goes into, into my rage temper, you know, my, my rage anger. And, and I'm kind of this way, you know, I let anger just overwhelm me, overwhelm me, sit on me, sit on me. And, and, and I try to be the nice person. And, and I tried to smile and be all PC and all that crap. But what I found is that whatever is angering me, it's just gonna, going to continue to anger me because I'm not dealing with that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be the, the bigger person and I'm trying to suppress my anger. But that's doing nothing but just adding more and more gunpowder to the, to the bomb. Every time I try to suppress it, and not deal with it is another scoop of, of TNT. And usually what happens is that I'm so consumed with anger that the slightest thing will, will blow me up. And, and then everybody's looking at me like, well, it's not that serious. Like, why are you so angry? You know? And then I look like the fool because now I'm, I'm listing a whole bunch of other things. And then whoever I'm angry at is like, why didn't you just tell me that at the time? Why didn't we just talk about it then? Why are you sitting on it like this? So that's the thing is, again, right? Spotting, am I sitting on things? Is it dwelling on me? Is it making me angry inside? Watching my spouse sit over there and pick their nose and wipe it on the wall. Whatever, whatever it is. If it's, if it's bothering you as a person, you have to address that. If it's silly and you find yourself that, that you're, you're getting angry over nothing, then you have to address that as well. But you have to address the issue and you have to do it in a positive manner. It has to be done in a positive manner. You can't let things overwhelm you. Number seven, you have paranoid anger. Again, generally due to, to low self-esteem, a paranoid person imagines that someone is against him and resorts to anger and violence to lash back at their imagined attacker. A lot of times this is a, a chemical imbalance, schizophrenia, um, for, for a perfect example, a paranoid anger. But um, again, this is going to be somebody that needs help. 
needs counseling to deal with their paranoia, what's causing them to be paranoid. But this is one of those areas of life where assumptions can cause major problems. The angry person has interpreted words or actions of somebody else in an attack or a slight on them. Again, if you're dealing with somebody that's schizophrenic and they're not on their medication after about two or three days of not being on them on those meds, this person's going to think that people are out to get him. He's going to hear voices. He's going to become very, very paranoid. Again, you never know who you're dealing with. You could be dealing with one of these people. You could be in 7-Eleven just minding your own business, getting you some Snickers. The person in front of you could turn around and look at you and ask you, what the hell did you just say? Now, you being a big tough guy or whatever, man, fuck you. I didn't say nothing to you. But that has to be avoided because, again, this dude could just be off his meds. For real. We say that as a cliche, as a joke, but that is for real, for real. The dude could be seriously off his meds and it could turn into an ugly situation. Uh, man number two wanted to be prideful, boastful, whatever. But is again, it's it's recognizing your anger, recognizing the type of anger in somebody else as well. Right. And diffusing that situation. So rather than raise the issue with the offending party to clarify the matter, they automatically apply their own interpretation by assuming that any offense, real or perceived, was intentional. So again, you're dealing with a paranoid mind. A paranoid mind doesn't trust anything. You can try to reason with a paranoid person, but they're not going to trust you. That's why they're paranoid. Number eight, passive anger. Again, these are ones that, that I'm guilty of, passive anger. People with passive anger typically use sarcasm or mockeries as a way to express their anger and stay away from confrontations and conflict. It is commonly referred to as passive-aggressive behavior, and it seems to have become more and more common in recent years. And, and, and we hear that everywhere, you know, passive-aggressive, passive-aggressive. Now they have it in commercials. Again, don't get me started on the media. But now it's, it's again, it's something that's being fueled and, and, and ingrained in our speech and in our thought process. Passive-aggressive, passive-aggressive. I'm a witty guy. I say witty things. Is that passive-aggressive? I don't know. I don't feel angry. I don't feel like I'm being snarky or anything of that nature. But I can be passive-aggressive by definition. There's no question. Passive anger, you know, usually occurs when the angry person has a problem with somebody else but refuses to just come out and say it. Instead, they adopt a hostile attitude to that person through a range of measures. Again, I'm, I'm guilty of this stuff. I do this stuff all the time. Especially because, again, I'm the type of individual I don't like to be embarrassed. So if I'm in, if I'm in, in a situation, a public situation, right, where I'm angry, I don't want to lash out. I don't want to bring my hawk out in public. So what I do is I switch it to passive anger. And I'll, you know, say something snarky. I'll say something rude because... Because I, I got some pretty good punchlines, and I'm, I'm very quick with it, you know. And I take people off guard because, you know, I just look this way. So, I do use a lot of passive anger. No question. Guilty of it. Now, how do we fix that, right? Again, it's the same issue. It's the same thing. Whatever it is that's making us angry, just be humble. You don't have to show the person up, you know, just be humble and, and, you know, ask the person like, why, why are you hurting me? You know, why are you talking to me this way? Why are you choosing to interact with me in a way like this? Knowing how my temper is, is a very good thing to say to people. Number one, that makes them check themselves, right? Like, well, hold on. I know that this person is an angry person. I kind of forgot about that. And maybe I don't want to piss this person off. So it kind of makes them check that 
right? And then also, if they're truly a kind-hearted person and maybe they're dealing with some stressors or some issues, they can check themselves in that fashion. And they can say, you know what, you're right, my bad. I didn't mean to come across this way. My sister just died or whatever, you know, dealing with some things. So again, it's about communication, understanding, recognizing, and coming with a solution. Then you have number nine, retaliatory anger. Again, another anger that I'm guilty of. Retaliatory anger. Probably the most common type of anger. This occurs as a direct response to someone else lashing out at you or doing something that makes you angry. And rather than try to resolve the issue amicably, you deem it necessary to even the score. You are simply unprepared to allow somebody else to have that upper hand on you. Again, ego, right? Especially if you know that you're the better person in, in most aspects. Often your retaliation won't be at the same level as the wrong which you were on the receiving end of. You always have to take it another level because you want to prove a point, right? You want to prove a point and deter the other person from treating you badly again, so you have to up the ante to ensure that you gain the upper hand. At the most basic level, retaliatory anger can be funny as you watch two people behave like clowns in an attempt to prove a meaningless point, and you'll sit there and you'll laugh your ass off at these two fools, you know? Two fools trying to fight that know they've never been in a fight before. Have you ever seen that? Now that's some funny shit. You know? It's funny. And before they got into the altercation, you would think that these two people were, were champion heavyweight boxers. One stretching and, 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 you know, stretching his neck, cracking his bones. The other one, you know, is throwing little mock jabs and all of this. And then when they start to tussle and they grab their hair grab each other, fall on the ground, and roll around in the mud, biting each other. And you're sitting there laughing at it, but again, it's anger. It's anger. And it doesn't matter if you can fight, you can't fight. It doesn't matter, right? We have to control that anger. If somebody angers us, we have to control that. This person is out of control that angered us. They're not in control of their anger. Let's show them that we're in control of ourselves by not retaliating that anger. Because that's all it's going to do is escalate. You're going to one-up them. They're going to one-up you. And then sooner or later, one of the two is going to be put in a position to feel like the only other up is, is now moving into a whole different realm. Now we're moving into violence. So it's about checking it, man. Number 10. Self-inflicted anger. I'm not too guilty of self-inflicted anger. I can't say that I've ever hurt myself or damaged myself or punched myself, but I know people that have. And when they get angry, they want to hurt themselves. They're like so raging angry, right? They just, they just want to hurt themselves. People use this type of anger to punish themselves for something they think they've done wrong. Again, they may not have actually even done anything wrong, but they perceive it that way. Again, it's all about perception and how you perceive things. And it, it, it varies. I mean, they may cut themselves. Or they, may, they may overeat, right? Overeating is a big one. People are mad at themselves and they just they just gorge themselves with food, you know. And it goes on the side too. They may starve themselves. Just they, they have the belief that they need to be punished for the wrongdoing, and even though any aggrieved parties may have moved on, right? Like they're not even sweating it anymore, they still refuse to do so until they feel that they have been punished enough. And you have people that will go through their whole lives still not feeling worthy of themselves. Like they have to put themselves through more punishment. And that punishment could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical 
It could be psychological, it, 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 you know, just, just things that you're doing to yourself, putting yourself through pain and misery because you're angry. You know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend leaves you and you go and you, you know, you just go on a wide sex spree because you're just angry, but you're just hurting yourself. You know, you could be catching STDs, you could, you know, get yourself put out there. You could have some crazy person who knows, you know, anything could happen when you're doing things reckless and emotional. That's the point. You know, if you find yourself feeling this type of anger, you have to, you have to one, recognize it again. This is why I'm hurting myself. I'm putting myself through these things, right? Maybe it's a tumultuous relationship. Maybe you're putting yourself through a tumultuous relationship because you're just, you're hurting for something. And maybe you feel like this is your punishment. But whatever it is, you have to recognize that and you're going to have to seek counseling for that to understand why you're causing yourself this pain. If you know why you're causing yourself this pain, then then do something about it. Do something about it, man. Change it. Number 11, verbal anger. Again, this is another anger I'm good at. I'm masterful at verbal anger. And of course, we know that's that's anger that's expressed verbally, not physically. They say sticks and stones may break my bones, but names would never hurt me. And that's one of the biggest misnomers ever told. That's one of the biggest lies ever told. Because even though a verbal attack don't leave physical scars, right, it can be the emotional scarring. And, and emotional scarring, trust me, hurts a lot worse and it lasts a lot longer than any physical bruise or cut. I would rather I would rather have to deal with three days of, of healing over being kicked and punched than knowing that I've been abandoned or or betrayed by someone that, that I trusted fully. Right? And that's what we're talking about. That emotional hurt that comes from verbal anger when you're mad at your spouse or your brother your sister whoever right i i don't know if i i don't know if i can say brother or sister anymore you know but <laughs> either way you know what i'm saying it's that verbal you know that you're mad you know that somebody is sensitive towards a particular thing it could be their weight it could be their physical appearance it could be anything of that nature and you use that that sensitivity, right, to verbalize some sort of hurt because you just know when you say this, it's really going to wrench them. Again, you have to control that, man, right? Again, that's that one-up that usually comes. Somebody pisses you off and you want to one-up their pissed off and make them even more angry now because you feel angry. We again, that's retaliatory, as verbal, it's all this. So again, like I say from the beginning, right? A lot of these angers can mesh together, but we have to recognize each one individually and understand why I was affected in each one. Why did I allow each one to come forth and deal with that? People who experience verbal anger use insults and criticism to put people down and hurt them psychologically. The intent is to hurt, and the choice of words is deliberate. That's the key. That's the sinister start part about it. And I can and, and I'm very, very, I'm very nice with that. Again, because I'm a studier of people. That's what makes me so dangerous with my verbal attacks is because I study people and I watch people and I can I can see people's quirks. I can see what they're sensitive about. And I will use that as ammunition against people if they hurt me. And again, it's very, very bad. It's a bad thing. And it hurts me. It hurts me to do so. But again, it's uncontrolled, man. It's It's just lashing out uncontrolled in a situation where, again... 
I don't have control over myself. And I instantly regret it as soon as I do it because I know that when I do this, now not only have I hurt this person, but I violated some sort of trust because of, the, of, the, of that level of pain. So it's not good. It's really not. Number 12, you have volatile anger. Again, that comes into my flash anger. When something is volatile, it's explosive. And anger is the same way. It's a lot of negative energy compressed into a small ball. This type of anger can erupt out of nowhere and can be extremely violent. It often comes and goes without any warning. And the majority of the problem with volatile anger is that it does not need a reason and therefore is extremely difficult to predict. Being difficult to predict means that if you are on the receiving end, you don't get much time to react or determine an appropriate response. And that's it. Those are the 12, the 12 common types of anger, you know. And we all experience one of these 12 types of anger many different ways, right? And we use them many different ways. How many combinations of 12 can you get? So people can be angry and they could be just one of these 12. And, and you may not realize it or recognize it, but again, it's just self-checking, man. It's self-checking. It was, it's, it's communication. It's letting the person know that, hey, man, you, you offended me. If that is your intention, then I can make a choice as to how I want to respond to that intention. But if it wasn't intentional, then again, it's, it's, it's communication and just understanding that you were hurt and that you hurt, you know, someone else. At the end of the day, it's about all of us just getting along. It's about understanding that everybody has their own lives. Everybody has their own perceptions of life. Everybody has their own experiences at life. How you cut an apple may be different how I cut an apple. That doesn't mean that the apple is not going to get cut. If your way of cutting the apple is faster than the other person's, then ask yourself, are we in a time crunch? You know, does, is, does it even really matter? Let the person just cut their apple and just go about your business or whatever. You know, but again, it's recognizing this is frustrating me. Why is this frustrating me? Because this person is is taking their time or they're taking too long. Right. Check yourself. OK, well, if, before I become frustrated and vent out to this person about them being slow, what can I do to assist? Can I help this person speed along? Maybe the person's doing something that I can show them a shortcut. It's just recognizing your anger, checking your anger controlling it again like i say and i've said in many episodes i don't discount myself from any of these conversations everyone that knows me knows that i'm a person that's dealing with anger a lot of things have happened to me in my life that is hard to settle on my stomach but at the end of the day the choice was always mine and that's what helps me pacify my anger because i know at the end of the day i made choices I can't be mad at anybody else for the choices that I made. I can't blame anybody else for the choices that I made. I made the choice. It doesn't matter how it was presented to me. I made the choice. It doesn't matter if I wasn't educated enough to know right from wrong. That Again, that's my fault. Education is my responsibility. Nobody else's. It's my responsibility. Up until the point that I know how to learn and read and write, everything past that point is my responsibility. My parents can make me go to school, but that doesn't mean I have to learn the subject. It's my choice. And I made bad choices. And because of those bad choices, they have resulted in a life of overwhelming pain, suffering, confusion, anxiety, stress. Loneliness, ignorance, anger, manipulation. But at the end of the day, it was my choice. I have to correct that. I'm putting together the pieces that help me correct my downfalls. 
and what I call a downfall is any thing that's part of me that I do not control. I, as the master being of myself, want to control every function of my body. I want to know what it's doing. I want to be the one to permit it to do that. I do not want any faction of my body to act without me putting thought to it. And reason as to why I'm consuming this energy and using this energy into this thing that I'm getting ready to do. Is it going to be a waste of energy or not? Is it going to be fruitful? Is it going to produce positive results, negative results? These are things that I want to think about for every one of my actions. That is my goal, to know precisely why I do any one thing. I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of doing crap and then later coming back, why the hell did I do that? Why the hell did I do that, man? Why in the hell did I do that? I don't want, I'm tired of that, man. Because that means that I'm going to have to put three times more effort into cleaning up what I did when I could have just put half that effort into thinking about it first and then doing it. I'm, I'm guilty of sin of that, man. I'll go to the store and I'll get, I'll get a new play toy, a new electronic, whatever. Come home, won't even read the book, rip it open, throw it together. And next thing I know, I have no clue what's going on. I'll sit there for 15, 20 minutes trying to figure out how to program it when all I had to do we spend 30 minutes from the very beginning, read the directions, understand, and then go. I want I'm not I like to try to figure shit out on my own. It's a waste of time. I mean the directions are right there to tell you how to do it. Why am I sitting here for 45 minutes trying to figure out something when the directions are right there? I didn't build the thing, so I have no idea how. But I, you know, I'm a critical thinker. I like to figure shit out, man. I've been like that since I was a kid. So these are these are issues, you know, and each person, each one of you guys, you just have to start, you know, deep diving into into your life and understanding why you become angry. Why are you dealing with the anger the way that you are and what kind of anger are you displaying? If you have to keep a, a little notepad and a pen with you, I got a I got a Galaxy Note series. So I got a little pen with me at all times. Sometimes when I get into one of these moods, I'll, I'll snap the pen out and write down exactly what it was that put me in that mood, everything that's going on around me. This is where I'm at. This is what happened. So later, when I'm not in that mood anymore and I can think rationally, I can pull that back out. I can look at it and say, and then I can think about exactly what triggered that emotion. And I can try to hopefully avoid it from, you know, moving forward. So that's all I got for you today. I love you guys. I wanted to bring this to you because, again, one, I know that there are a lot of angry people out there. I don't even know if you care to change your anger. But if you do, this is the show for you. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Thomas Free Me Facebook. You can come to my page, Free Me Podcast. I ask that you support the show by subscribing, liking, just passing the word on. You can go to my store and you can get some free me merchandise. But furthermore, you can just continue to listen to your dog. And let me help you try to change your life. And in the process of doing that, help change my life. And we can do this thing together, man. So until the next time, always remember, if you don't hear it, you can hear it here. I love you. I love you, the listener. The person with the thing in their ear listening to my stank-ass voice. I love you. I love you as a human being. And I hope that one day we can meet and you can come to me and you can say, man, I've been listening to your show. And I'm going to give you a hug. And I'm going to say, man, I love you for that. I can't practice what I'm, I'm preaching without anybody to preach it to. So I love you guys. Be safe. I'm out. in my pain